Hello everyone, welcome to the latest edition of Talking Advanced Manufacturing. I'm Simon Reid, Head of Advanced Manufacturing and Growth Platform in Liverpool City Region. And today I'm delighted to be uh, joined by Darren Regeb, who's the Strategic Projects Manager at CPI, the uh, Centre for Process Industries. Uh, Darren works in CPI's strategy team and he leads on programmes to create new business units, such as the National Packaging Innovation Centre, which we'll, we'll talk we'll, 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 we'll have more detail on a bit later. He's previously delivered the business case for the 28 billion National Formulation Centre, and he also leads on CPI's go-to-market strategies across FMCG and food and drink, and grand challenges, grand challenges such as the circular economy and smart, sustainable plastic packaging, which is uh, something that's very dear to our hearts in terms of what we're going to talk about very quickly. So, Darren, many thanks for joining me. Pleasure to be here, Simon. Thanks for inviting me. Can you tell me, and I've, I've done a brief intro there, but could you just give me a, a bit of an intro, a bit of a more, more, more detail, really, on CPI, how long it's been around, what it does, uh, and then what you do at the organisation? Yeah, sure. So CPI is an innovation centre. So, so we've been going for about 15 years now. Uh, we uh, provide innovation and R&D services to help UK companies to grow. So we, uh, our, our vision is to enable a, a clean, cleaner environment, healthier society, and a more prosperous economy for the UK. And we do that by, uh, our, our mission is to help every great invention or to ensure every great invention has its best possible chance of getting to market, being commercialised. And we, we do that across a, a, a range of market um, areas. Um, ranging from consumer goods to pharmaceuticals to food, consumer electronics, uh, healthcare, uh, quite a wide range. And we, we have a range of technical capabilities in areas including formulation materials, uh, pharmaceutical manufacture, biotechnology, uh, biologics production, uh, electronics. Um, so we are, we're really here to help UK companies grow. We're part of the UK Catapult, Catapult Network. We're part of the UK High Value Manufacturing Catapult. So we work with UK companies, uh, large and small, to help them get their new technologies to market um, for, to, to enable growth for UK companies. Brilliant. And in terms, so something that I, that I mentioned a bit earlier on is, is packaging and um, very much the zeitgeist at the moment, quite rightly, in terms of, you know, uh, consumer concerns around, you know, the amount of plastics that's being dumped into the oceans and into landfill and, and recycling. And that's something here in the Liverpool City region we're acutely aware of. Um, obviously, we have a big international player here in Unilever at Port Sunlight. Uh, and, you know, obviously we, we want to support them on this journey. So just tell me a bit about, you know, about, the, you know, the, the nascent National Packaging Innovation Centre, what it's for, but, but particularly where do you see the sort of benefits for humankind in terms of, you know, in terms of, of what, 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 what the aspirations are around the National Packaging Innovation Centre? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been, it's, it's a project that's been um, in development over the last couple of years really now um we, it, we 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 currently um operate several uh national innovation centers in cpi we 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 have a national formulation center we have a 
uh, a medicines manufacturing center that we're, we're building and partnering with GSK and AstraZeneca to, to deliver that. And that'll be based in Scotland and that's gonna launch in the next year or so. Um, and and we're, we're, we're always led really by a couple of things. We're, read, we're led by market need. You know, wh where do we see the big growth opportunities uh, for, for UK companies in the next, our outlook is, is quite long-term, you know, next five, 10, 15 years. Um, we, we, we tend to look at areas where the UK has some existing capability and expertise. And, and so packaging was, was a theme that just kind of really stood out to us. We, we were looking at it three or four years ago. And then, um, yeah, a couple of years ago, it, it all kind of took off in terms of the sustainability agenda. It, it was always there, but it kind of really came to the fore. There was Blue Planet um, program, David Attenborough. Um, there was probably less known to people. There was, there was a, a, a policy instrument put in place by the Chinese government called the Chinese National Sword. And that was really, uh, the Chinese government saying we're, we're, we're not going to be the, the recycling centre for the world anymore because uh, we keep um, being sent poor quality, poor grade materials that aren't good for our people that are handling uh, and managing those materials and those processes. Um, and that, that's kind of culminated in, in the, there's various commitments now from industry. There's a nice umbrella uh, activity called the UK Plastics Pact which is um, uh, led by RAP, who are an environmental sustainability uh, agency uh, consultancy. Um, and that, that's essentially all the big companies, Unilever and all their counterparts saying, and supermarkets as well, saying by 2025, we want all of our packaging to be recyclable, reusable, compostable. Um, so, so there's a strong market pull there. There's a lot of technical challenge to be addressed. Um, so the centre we're looking to create will certainly help to develop some of the capabilities to uh, contribute to solving some of those problems more quickly. Um, but it's a centre that is um, it's, it's looking at other demands of, of the world in packaging, not just sustainability, but more agile, flexible production, uh, meeting future demand for more uh, different supply chains, uh, e-commerce, um, we're seeing a shift to, to supplier packaging uh, that's not just going to be conventional retail on a supermarket shelf anymore. So it's, it's, it's a combination of those sustainable challenges, but, but broader market trends as well. 2025, that's a, you know, that's not far off, is it? Um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a very ambitious um, target date. It, 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 without centres like National Packaging Innovation Centre, do you think that'd be really difficult to meet that target? I think it will. Um, the, the the big challenge with solving the packaging problem is that it's it's a it's a problem shared by the value chain. So it's not just the packaging companies; um, it's it, they're part of the system that needs to be solved and optimized. And there's companies that make chemicals and ingredients that go into packaging. There's the the companies that make the packaging there's the people who use it like uh, the, the consumer products companies there's the retailers and then there's the waste companies and increasingly we want those waste com companies to be more and more about um, being resource companies that, that get those materials back into the circular economy so you really can't solve 
these probably I, th I think there's bits and pieces you can do that we've seen some really good progress some of the lower hanging fruit if you like some of the quick wins around uh, eliminating pack, pack plastic or packaging that was just never needed in the first place um, it was just excessive uh, but as we look to trying to optimize systems for recycling and reuse um, any any center that we're not the only people in, in the game but you know any any center that can bring those communities together to collaborate um will be will be very important yeah i, th I think certainly as being being a father of a, of a generation z and a millennial um they or, or, and they, they sort of overlap slightly in terms of the the the, the, uh, the demographic but the um it is something that's absolutely uh, you know key for you know younger consumers um you know that whole idea of you know re reusable not polluting and you know i, I was watching with interest um uh, a, a, a tv sort of like news bulletin about the um trialing supermarkets where you sort of take your own packaging and everything's loose um you know so i, I guess what you're saying darren is that you know to actually make that work through a whole supply chain Every part of that supply chain, as you, for the retailer, you know, the, the producer of the packaging, you know, the, 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 the manufacturer of shampoo or, you know, washing up liquid or, you know, you know, they all have to collaborate, don't they? And I think the centre you're describing, I think it is that kind of like that catalyst for change that's backed up by like world-class research is that is, is that is that have I, have I got that right exactly that and you've, you've given another nice example so i talked about recycling before but um yeah reusable packaging systems so there's some really nice case studies um, out there now where as you've described people have have been going to waitrose and um they i think they were one of the first with their oxford store where you can Bring your packaging and uh, uh, take it home and reuse it and bring it back wash it um there's there's this there's a platform called loop which is led by TerraCycle, which is a similar model but it's home delivery essentially of the reusable packaging um asda have, have just launched a, a pilot so it is happening um but it that, that breakthrough to make those kind of systems more mainstream is 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 going to be incredibly challenging and at the moment I, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to try and predict what what the end game is in 20 years and what are the you know the, what's the best combination. But at the moment, we still really pretty much have a packaging system that's optimised for uh, high consumption, uh, getting products from a supermarket's shelf, um, and to, to to get things like reusable or or even in in certain niche areas biodegradables fully optimized you've, you've got to think more about not just about the pack itself but the actual logistics of say we reuse how, how are those packages how's that packaging going to be collected how's it going to be cleaned how do you make it as convenient as possible for uh, the consumer to to use it how, how do you keep that packaging looking nice um what is there, is there anything you have to do with the products to make the packaging more effective and crucially, can you get the industry to collaborate on? Can can you uh, modulise some of some of these technologies or standardise some of these technologies so that we're not having a hundred different versions of of the same technology? And actually, you might have the unintended cons consequence of creating even more <laughs> waste than you than you were trying to reduce. 
Um, so, so it's it's absolutely key that that collaboration happens. Um, I, I'd say I'd say one other thing worth considering is, uh, and, and and this is part of our event uh, in a couple of weeks. Digitalization is going to be so key because when you when you think about circular economy and if you're doing it properly. Um, you generate, you have the ability to generate data and model systems. And one of the one of the unavoidable truths, I think, of sustainability of packaging is the current system we have is really cheap. <laughs> you know, it's it's cost effective. It's it's difficult to see too many of these future solutions being on a on a on a parity in terms of cost with the existing solutions. So that means we might have to spend a little bit more. Um, so anything that can technology can do to bring those uh, solutions down in cost and anything technology can do, digitalization technologies can do to help us model and uh, generate data that, that shows that these new systems are going to be cost effective will be incredibly useful for, for the companies that are going to have to disrupt their businesses and create new business models. Yeah, I, I, you know, having worked in you know industrial digitization for the last five years um, through the LCR 4.0 program, yeah, I, I, I can see loads of areas where you know different forms of digitization, whether, whether it be sort of robotics, you know, um, using you know high performance computing for materials science and materials chemistry, um, you know, sensors, um, you know virtualization in terms of design I can really see how it overlays you know over that whole sort of packaging um, you know sort of challenge that you've, you've very well articulated there Darren um, just a couple of sort of thoughts that spring to mind that you know the anything to do with supermarkets and anything to do with fast-moving consumer goods is a highly competitive marketplace at the retail end. You know, retailers will fight for, you know, market position, um, even sort of, sort of single digit, you know, growth over a competitor. They'll fight for islands at supermarkets, you know, that, that kind of thing. Well, what, what do you think the appetite is for, you know, fierce rivals from a, you know, from a brand perspective, you know, collaborating, um, you know, with the likes of CPI in a center like this on shared challenges. Is that, is that a pipe dream or is it realistic? Do you think? It's, um, it's realistic. It, it, uh, the collaboration, I mean, we worked with lots of different sectors and, and the key is always finding the, finding the pre-competitive areas that companies can work together in. Um, and it's, it's finding the areas where if they don't solve it, they, 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 if they don't solve these problems, they lose their license to operate effectively. You know, that it, it's that extreme in terms of the, the challenges with net zero and um, uh, plastic uh, in the oceans. So um, yeah, we're, 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 we're very positive. I, I think it's about taking a, a longer term outlook. You know, there's no point trying to do the, uh, not the easiest stuff, but the stuff that the existing supply chains or the companies themselves can solve by themselves. It, the, the key is really having, you know, looking a little bit longer term and, and some of those uh, grand challenges, if, 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 if you like. So, so, I mean, a nice example is the work we're doing with AstraZeneca and GSK right now. It's, it's in a parallel sector, but it's, it's looking at the future challenges of medicine manufacturing. Um, and the centre there, um, the, 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 
the way tablets have been made for the last 60, 70 years, since the beginning of medicines manufacturing, you'd be surprised how it's really not that different to it. It's not changed over the decades that much. Uh, so, so they're looking at ways how how can how can you make manufacturing more agile, more flexible, flexible, more resource efficient, uh, more predictable, and that's something they can collaborate on um, because uh, the, you know much of the value still still retains, or most of the value still remains in terms of the active ingredient, the the actual therapeutic effect that their medicines are delivering. So, collaborating and finding some standards on manufacturing is is actually it's a very attractive. Thing for those companies so so we, we, we will we we will find the similar challenges and we're focusing on the similar challenges that are pre-competitive uh, and for the greater good uh, I, I think one of the issues companies companies have sometimes is that um, they it, it's just kind of bringing them together and, and seeing the perspectives of the other parts of the value chain and seeing the other positions of the other partners in the supply chain and understanding each other's constraints, each other's limitations. Um, but but we're, we're seeing it more and more now. Um, and I think it's a real strength of the UK, actually, where we, by necessity or design, I'm not sure which, but we, we are pretty good at actually getting those collaborations going. It's something we're doing. We're doing a podcast in 2020, and um, we can't get away without mentioning the C word, um, COVID-19. Um, and you, you did touch on it earlier on in terms of um, the, the sort of changes to retail. Um, you know, the the move to um, you know to online, you know to e, you know to e-commerce, the sort of home shopping, which is a, a trend. I think we would all agree is really accelerated during you know the sort of pandemic. Um, what 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 impact, if any, will that have on um, you know the likes of packaging? If you know if it's not if it's not going to supermarkets, but it's going directly to people's homes, what what challenges does that does that bring to the sort of packaging world? And and, and how can the likes of CPI and the the National Packaging Innovation Centre sort of help solve those challenges? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think I think the first thing to say is um, it's a very difficult change to the market like it's, it's difficult to know exactly what combinations of services and business models and supply chains will what what the balance will be and it will be different in the different regions different countries but um it's 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 definitely a change that we think covid it was already happening uh, but it feels like covid has um kind of accelerated things by by a couple of years um there's a couple of things there's there's the bit there's the piece that consumers see so there's it's the practical practicalities of a a package um getting through getting through your door <laughs> and um it, it it starts to change the um the, the specification of that packaging so so previously where you needed packaging that um sat uh, uh, sat optimally on a shelf in a supermarket and Got to the supermarket as uh, as efficiently as possible, lightweight, easy to pack, um, and looks great on a shelf and draws the eye. Those, those issues go away a little bit, but you have issues around uh, durability, uh, that kind of opening experience at home. Um, and then there's there's other issues about well, what what happens with that packaging? Then is it is it is it recyclable? Does is it is it returnable? 
Um, and then the bit you don't see so much is, um, you know, how, how do we ensure that packaging gets to the right place as quickly and as, as efficiently as possible? Uh, so we'll see, we'll increasingly see smart technologies and digital technologies to optimize those those supply chains. And those are things that the, we, 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 we hope the packaging center, the National Packaging Innovation Center will help with, we, we can help to um, uh, develop new new design, new pack forms. We, we can embed smart technologies and help to design smart um, delivery optimization systems around them. Uh, we, we'd really like to convene the industry around um, starting to standardize again some of these uh, it's, it's really the kind of it's, it's the really unglamorous part of, of any industry but it's the, one of the most important things finding standard formats standard designs that companies can adhere to because uh, again that brings us back to the sustainability piece that that's what enables these these systems to be most efficient um, and, and another piece is about understanding consumer behavior so and I think this is this is where we we would look to draw in our partners from uh, universities or consultancies or even in industry, but experts in consumer behaviour who can actually uh, bring bring that insight on on what is a consumer really looking for, what do they really need, what 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 works for them in, in terms of future designs. How are we going to get people to actually adopt these new uh, packaging systems? And it, 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 that, that, that's really interesting. Um, it's, all, it's all fascinating what you said there, actually. And it, it really sort of makes you think, you know, that in terms of packaging in the future, you know, it might be something that looks great on a website. Um, but, and then it's more, it, it's functional when it's delivered to your door. So, you know, the delivered to your door bit, it might have not have to be particularly ergonomically or, you know, pleasing to the eye because that, that bit's all been done, you know, on the web, in your virtual shopping basket um, or through your Uber Eats account or, or you know, or which, whichever way you're, you know, bringing it to the door, um, allied to what you said early on in terms of that shift to, you know, these pilots that have been done in terms of, you know, bring your own packaging. I mean, the, the, I, I've never known a time in my lifetime where one industry is going through such seismic change all at the same time. And as you say, quite rightly, Darren, there's two drivers, isn't there? There's the, there's, there's a sustainability circular economy driver, which is like very consumer driven, but there's also that sort of modal shift from, you know, high street shopping to internet shopping at the same time, which is, you know, which is like a double whammy. And I could totally see where, you know, the National Passage Innovation Centre is going to play a kind of big role in that. So, so in terms of hopefully, you know, on this podcast, we've whetted people's appetite, you know, you know, within industry and academia and beyond, you know, to, you know to sort of engage in this so could you give us a, like an update in terms of you know wh wh where's the what that's supposed to innovation that's up to potential timelines you know and how how people you know potentially could get involved further down the line yeah absolutely so this is um something we've been working up in partnership with uh the liverpool city region combined authority and unilever as a founding industry partner and you'll hear from uh colin kerr uh, on on the event uh, in a couple of weeks, he'll he'll be doing a kind of double head with me on 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 talking about what we're doing. Um, so we have a business plan, a business case for packaging innovation centre. Uh, we have in principle investment on the table regionally and from industry. We are trying to secure some additional uh, funding uh, from from national government to get this thing set up. 
um, in the interim, in the next six months or so, we're going to start to get some kind of fast track Grand Challenge projects going with the existing resources that we have available. So over the next six months, people can engage with us. Please, please get in contact um, where we will um, start to get some projects going, basically. And we will use the resources and the capabilities that we have in-house already in CPI facilities with some of our industry partners, some of our university partners within the region. Um, we'll, we'll be looking to pull partners from across the supply chain to come and collaborate with us. Um, in terms of the actual physical creation of the center, um, that, 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 that's going to be a little bit longer term, subject to funding availability, but we're, we're looking in the next 12 to 18 months in terms of opening up that facility in, in earnest. So if, if I'm hearing you right, Darren, what you're kind of saying is um, this, this is this is the challenge that we have. This is the industrial challenge that we have now. CPI has got the resources that, you know, don't wait for the physical center. If you're, if you're out there, if you're a company or an individual or, or you know, an, an academic um, out there in podcast lad listening to this podcast, um, get in touch with uh, with us at Growth Platform and we can put you in touch with, with Darren. Um, and uh, if, if that's what I'm hearing, Darren, is that's yep. a kind of call to action for, from your side. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just, just um, we're sort of bumping up to the end of time now. It's been a, an absolutely fascinating discussion, and you've really opened my eyes to you know to a lot of the challenges and a lot of the you know the changes going that's going on in that industry and where you know where CPI and hopefully the National Package Innovations can, can play a big role. What, what what would you sort of summing up your thoughts? You know, what what would you sort of your final thoughts be in terms of um, the next five years in terms of the project? You know, how, what what's the key thing to do early? What's the key in, in you know inter interventions out there from people who might be listening to this and uh, and and how do we sort of take it forward to make this happen? Yeah, that's that's, that's a good question. So, I think the maybe the thing to close on and to highlight is that. Um, the whole reason we're doing this, uh, we, we've talked a, little bit, a lot about the opportunity, um, but I just want to talk maybe a little bit about why the UK, why the Liverpool city region. Um, the, the, the Liverpool city region and particularly around kind of Port Sunlight, Unilever facility, um, and this is where we're looking to base the centre. Um, there's a great opportunity to do it in that in that within the region uh, because this, this this is where we have the greatest cluster of packaging capability in the UK. So I think one of our key actions in the next few stages in, in the next phase is actually kind of getting this thing up and running, and we're we're in a good shape to do that quickly because we can build on existing capability within the region um, around Port Sunlight, the universities as well, and, and the companies that are clustered around the region. Um, but the whole point of the centre is to help the UK to grow its economy and to grow its packaging capability. Um, so so we, we have identified gaps in terms of UK companies. Um, there, there are packaging companies based within the UK, but there's not a lot of packaging R&D happening in the UK. A lot of that's kind of been hollowed out over the last couple of decades uh, we, we, we see a lot of that capability in mainland Europe in Germany in, in Switzerland in Austria in France uh, and especially in the US and, and that's kind of 
that's that's just naturally happened because that's that's been led by where the biggest markets are but the opportunity for the uk and and npic uh, the, the national packaging innovation center is to to plug that gap and then we've got all the other pieces of the jigsaw we've got the technology providers we've got the material providers we've got the chemical suppliers we've got uh, expertise in in polymers and, and, and plastics within our universities consumer behavior so I, I i really want over and we can do this quite quickly over the next couple of years is, is just that catalyst to pull all those partners together and have a really thriving uh, vibrant cluster uh, where where the uk can suddenly have a disproportionate lead uh, in 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 this uh, in, in accessing these these future market opportunities that we've identified earlier. Brilliant. Um, and can I just say from a Liverpool City Region point of view that we are extremely keen to support you uh, on that journey and, uh, and support Unilever and all the other companies, um, you know, not just in Liverpool, across the, the northwest and indeed sort of the north of England and anywhere else. Um, and, and as you say, give the UK that competitive advantage. Darren, so I just want to thank you for coming on the Advanced Manufacturing Podcast. It was absolutely fascinating. I, I, I felt it was, and I hope, hope the listeners out there would agree. Uh, it's a huge topic. It's a, it's a very complex topic, um, and there's very complex challenges, um, as, as Darren, you know, articulated, you know, during the podcast. Um, we'd, you know, we'd love you to hear from you. We'd love you to get involved. Um, you can contact us via Growth Platform, via the website. Um, and any sort of technical questions we could put to Darren, because I certainly won't be able to answer them. Um, and, and we actively would look for, for collaboration and participation and support, really, in the aspirations around the National Packaging Innovation Centre. Um, Darren, thanks a lot for joining me. Um, thanks, I found it fascinating. I hope the, re- the listeners have as well. And uh, I'll see you on the next edition of the Advanced Manufacturing Podcast. Thank you. So um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please uh, register uh, on our channel. Uh, then you can keep up to date with all our future podcasts. Um, They'll be just as interesting as this one, covering a variety of topics in advanced manufacturing. So make sure you subscribe.